Hey everybody, welcome to the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. I'm Jean and welcome to this week's Advance Your Belly Dance podcast episode. I wanted to talk to you this week about how to teach your first local class. Now, a lot of factors come into play depending on if you're brand new in the area or if you've been part of the community for a while, um, what kind of class you want to be teaching, how often, all that. So I want to give just general advice and tips on how to teach your first local class. But make sure that you do look into what works for you. So for example, me trying to teach here compared to when I was in England is completely different because now I live in Berlin. And of course, I have to think about language barriers in a whole new community. Whereas in London, it was a bit easier to get around there. Um, I knew the community better. So if you're in a brand new community, you just moved there. It's a little bit different than if you've been part of the community for a while. But it's definitely not impossible to teach if you are brand new. So just keep that in mind, though, that it might be a little bit more difficult to get started in a new community as opposed to if you've been part of it for a while. So number one is that you want to do some research. So you want to take a look at what's currently available and how often, what's the age range of the students, that are taking the classes, is it fitness driven or is it culture driven? Are the classes more like a belly dance fitness class or time to lose weight, things like gyms? Or is it more about learning the culture? So are there any folklore classes or is it just about uh, Egyptian technique or what so on? And what's the current belly dance scene like? So what I mentioned before is that you wanna get to know the community a bit. Is it a tight-knit community or is it pretty much everyone does their own thing? Is it that there's a certain age level that goes to this part of town because, I don't know, it's further away from the city, so people have been living there for a longer time? Or is it more like international people, people are just kind of passing through and they just want to take classes here and there? That's a really important point to think about who we want to be teaching, and I'll tell you why. When I first started teaching in Berlin, I taught in English. Not that I couldn't teach in German. It was just a little bit easier for me right when I first got here. And the problem that I personally ran into is that Berlin is a very like nomadic city. People just pass through here. They don't stay here for that long. So the people that I was targeting were English speakers, but they're also international folk that weren't living here for more than a few months in the summer. So then I had to kind of redo my courses and focus on German-speaking classes for German-speaking people that live in Berlin. And that's because they're more, well, number one, they live here, and they're more loyal to the the class and the teacher if they like it because they have no reason to move and they live here. So think about that if you're living in a place where people kind of just come and pass through as opposed to Actually, they 
were raised there, they live there, their jobs are there, and they're just there, and they want to pick up a new hobby. Tip number two is that if you're not sure about how to do this all on your own, maybe try subbing a class or two first. So get in touch with people in the community. Let them know, hey, I'm looking to start teaching. Um, Do you think I could kind of shadow you in one of the classes so next time you're sick or next time you're traveling that you have someone that you can count on um, that can give your students the same quality and the same amount of uh, teaching, basically. And that kind of gives the teacher an incentive to contact you if they are looking for somebody last minute and you kind of get your feet wet without having to do everything on your own. Number three is, do you want to be responsible for marketing yourself or do you want to just be hired as a dance teacher? And this is something that you have to think about because both have pros and cons. The difference is one is that you rent out the studio at their studio rate And you are in charge of getting the students there, of collecting the payment, of advertising everything on your own. And the second option is that you're kind of hired as a dance teacher for that studio and they pay you just a flat rate per class. And it doesn't really matter how many students are in there. You get paid just like per the hour. But on the other hand, they help you with the marketing. So it's on their website. They collect the payment. They have everything to do with that part of it. And you just show up and teach. Now, both are full of their pros and cons. So on the one hand, if you rent out the studio on your own and you are responsible for everything, you kind of have more control. You can control the prices. You can have special offers to get people in the door. You don't have a cap at students, maybe. So if you are a dance teacher, like an official dance teacher in this dance studio, then maybe they cap it off after 15 students or depending on the size of the studio. So you have more control and contact with your students. You can collect their email addresses that you can get them to hire you for private um, studio time, private classes, and so on and so forth. But on the other hand, it's a lot of work to do everything yourself, especially if you are new, especially if you haven't taught that much before or if you've just moved there. It's really difficult to do everything on your own if you're not familiar with the scene. Now, being hired as a dance teacher and the dance student just get get paid a flat rate is definitely a lot easier then for you than you don't have to mess around with the marketing stuff. But then you don't have as much control. So... What I mean by that is that you don't control the advertising. You don't control the charge of the class, how much it costs. Um, Depending on the studio, you might not be able to have them sign up for your email uh, newsletter. Or you can't promote other classes, depending on the rules. So you want to take a look at what option is best for you. If you can have a combination of both. So you have one place where you teach as their like teacher and you get paid like a flat rate and then one where you rent out a studio. That could be a great compromise because then you can see which one works and then in six months time or 12 months or something like that, you can evaluate which worked better or if having both is just as good. 
I would recommend if you are brand new to maybe get hired as a dance teacher just to build up your student base to be part of the community to have people that are interested in your classes and then after that you can see if that's something that you want to continue with or if you want to do it all on your own. But if you've been around for a while and people know you, then it might not be such a bad idea to just try it on your own. But just be aware that it's going to take a lot of marketing and advertising on your end. So number four is to give yourself at least four months to market and advertise your class. So the reason I say four months is because if you talk to event sponsors, four months, like knowing ahead of time that someone's coming for four months, that is the minimum amount of time that people want to start advertising and marketing. Anything less than that, you are kind of risking no-shows or an empty class um, because people need time to figure things out if in their schedule and depending on what time of the year you do it as well is also really important. For example, if you do it in the summer, people might be away and they might not want to commit to weekly classes in the summer, whereas... If you're doing it in the fall, they, if especially if they have families, they are going to be here, their children are in school, they can better plan for it. So keep that in mind too. So during this four months, you want to connect with people that are in your city that are not always necessarily having to do anything with belly dance, but they are in the health and fitness industry. And the reason I say that is because How many times have you gone to a yoga class and you've met someone that also does Zumba? Now, those are two different things, obviously, depending on how you want to teach your class, if it's fitness or culture driven or whatnot. But that is a good way to meet people that might want to try something new. So you want to connect with people that are in the health and fitness industry or going to those classes. So this is definitely the time to be taking up those yoga classes and Pilates and going to the gym talking to people that might be interested in what you are teaching. You also want to print out plenty of business cards and flyers to have with you when you're talking about your class. And you want to think about maybe offering a special promotional code or early bird special or something like that as an incentive for anyone that registered sooner. That way, you know that in three months time, you have at least five people registered and that covers just enough for the studio rental and you'll get more people so you can make a profit. That way you're not struggling to think about how you're going to pay off the studio if you don't have enough people in your class and so on. You want to maybe offer, if you can, offer a free teaser course or a class or an open house type of thing so people can see what they're getting into. If you listened to the first few episodes of the podcast with um, interview with Rosa Noreen, she mentioned that she does this... Um, kind of like open house thing to get people interested in her classes. And that's a really great way for people to see what you're about. And they are able to sign up on the spot, perhaps at a cheaper rate. So that way it works out for the both of you. Remember to collect people's email addresses for your newsletter, as well as their phone numbers, in case you have to get in touch with them about any class updates. Email address should be enough, but if you can maybe also get their phone numbers Um, if for some reason you need to get a sub, um, just letting your students know that it's not going to be you teaching that night, something happened, but this person is going to cover or if you need any cancellations or so on. So if you do plan on 
doing the classes yourself, like renting out the studio and doing the marketing. Don't be overwhelmed by how much work it'll take, but also make sure that you have all your ducks in a row. So make sure that there's a place on your website that clearly says all the information for your classes, what times, how much and everything. If you are collecting the payment yourself, make sure it's really easy to pay. So if you have some kind of online payment processor, this is where you need to put it. Uh, PayPal and Stripe are free. They charge just a percentage or you can try anything else that you're comfortable with, but make sure that it's really easy to sign up because the more people have to click through your website, the more complicated it gets and the more people don't want to sign up that way. And if you can offer a special rate or a special promotional code, that is also helpful. But you also want to think about how long do you want to do these classes for? So what works well in some places is that you offer a introduction uh, to belly dance course that's, let's say, 10 weeks long. And then people just pay that special price. Let's say you market it for a package price and they have the chance to maybe drop in but then it's like this rate per class but you want to get the people that want to book it in advance because those are the people that are committed and those are the people that the next time that you do let's say introduction to belly dance number two those are the people that kind of graduate to that course so you want to think about yes in three or four months time you're going to be teaching these classes but what happens after that because as a student, they want to know if they do like it, are there going to be any other classes for them to take or is that it? So, and as a teacher, it's easier for you to plan out your year if you know kind of what is going to happen after this uh, beginner's course and so on and so on. Keep in mind that when if you're teaching beginner's classes, that they're not always going to be culture-driven from the get-go because people want to have fun and try something new and try a hobby. So don't be discouraged if you're not finding your next professional <laughs> protege <laughs> in your beginner's class because most likely you didn't start off belly dance that way. Most people that started belly dancing and have turned pro started it by trying something new and doing something fun. It's not the same mentality as other forms like ballet where someone that tries ballet maybe is in it to be a ballerina like this is their profession whereas in belly dance it's something fun and so you want to keep that in mind if you're teaching beginners if you are teaching intermediate or advanced that might be something different and that is you knowing that these students are capable of doing your more advanced material and that I assume you already know the, about the community so if you're interested in teaching more advanced people then you probably already have a good understanding of who's taking what classes where and so on but if you're just starting out and you want to teach beginners then that's something to consider that maybe you have to in the very beginning mold your classes to be a bit more about having fun and getting healthy rather than come learn the very serious art of Middle Eastern dance. So just keep that in mind. Thanks for listening this week. And before I go, I just wanted to quickly announce I'm so happy that this podcast has reached over a thousand listens. 
since I first started at the end of last year in 2016. So I just wanted to give you guys so much gratitude and so many thanks and for your support and interest. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you want more belly dance tips, just go to advanceyourbellydance.com. Thanks again for listening and until next week. <laughs>